Friends, welcome to this episode of Leadosophy. You are here with an open mind because that is the rule, my friends, and not the exception. Leadosophy is grateful, expressing some gratitude here today. Whether you are listening or watching, I am appreciative that you've taken the time to, to listen to this episode. Today's episode, very briefly and succinctly, is about the human connection. As it applies to our concept of leadership, I want to strip away everything else about leadership and just focus very specifically on the human connection and why it's important in the workspace, maybe in the community as well, if you're if you're a leader. I think that kind of goes without saying, maybe more focused though on the workspace and or tapping back into the human connection by maybe the uh, dehumanization that can occur in the workplace. That's what we'll talk about today in this episode. Here we go. Are you ready to permanently fuse leadership and philosophy? Then a word of caution, you are about to enter the fully abstract yet wholly concrete realm of leadosophy. Our ideas are not always so clear and distinct. To validate this proposition, we welcome the host of Leadosophy, Tim Wood. Friends, welcome back to this episode of Leadosophy. So today's about awareness and challenging and recalibrating our concept of leadership. I've talked about this recalibration process before. I talked about it in the scope and concept of organizational purpose, recalibrating the purpose. But today is about recalibrating the, the concept of leadership, focusing on one thing, maybe the core or the fundamental essence of leadership. And I'm not saying what we're going to talk about today, this idea of human connectedness is the absolute essential part of leadership or the concept of leadership, but it is going to be for today's episode. And then after today's episode, we can talk about other concepts of leadership, which we've done in the past, but today I want to drill down just into this concept of human connectedness. So what do I mean? So I want you to dismiss the idea that leadership is about getting a group of people to achieve common goals. Right? This is what I mean by let's not focus on all these other concepts or things that make up our concept of leadership. So let's not think about that. Let that idea go. Shed that idea. And those images of, of, achieve, of achievement, organizational achievement, of team achievement. And again, it's not that collaborative achievements are not important. It's just that we are not going to focus on that today specifically. Or not at all, actually. I want you to forget that leadership is about having vision or a lofty mission statement, whatever it might be. Shed that. Let that idea just fall away. I want you to forget that leadership is about developing a philosophy of leadership or a leadership philosophy. And again, what, what comes with that, acquiring a constellation of technical skills and leadership skills. Let all that go. We're not talking about that today. It's not part of our concept of leadership, a part of our self-concept of leadership. I want you to forget that leadership is all about all those things that you read in Harvard Business Review, Inc.com, on LinkedIn, and there's some phenomenal articles on all of these platforms. Articles about how to make you a better leader, or if you just act like this, or inspire these groups of people, or stop doing X or Y, you'll be a better leader. Dismiss all of that conceptual clutter. And again, there's no doubt that you have a multitude of other concepts about leadership. It might be even safe to speculate 
that most adults have formulated and developed some self-concept of leadership. But let it all go. That's what we're doing today. Try to imagine, right now, imagine human life before the industrial age, before factories and managers, before fluorescent lights and cubicles and direct reports, before meetings about meetings, about meetings. We all love meetings. Before shareholders and performance-based bonuses and annual performance reviews and semi-annual performance reviews, before trips to the office in that nice new parking spot, and quite frankly, before leadership books, before leadership training seminars, before leadership institutes, before leadership podcasts, there was a time where we had none of that, at least formally designated as such. What was social life like for humanity before the industrial age? How important was our social interaction with others? What were they like? What were these social action interactions like? And again, we weren't there, so we can only kind of imagine or maybe get an idea of what it was like based on what we read, historical artifacts. Were our relationships deeper? Were they more impactful, more meaningful? And less like relationships we may find in the workplace today, which are often, quite frankly, based on pure utility. Transactional, as they say in the leadership world. What you can do for me, what I can do for you. You give me this, I give you that in return. And again, this transactional relationships have probably been a part of human history for as long as we've been around. I understand that. But I want to talk about tapping into something deeper that has also been around since as long as we have been around as humans. So for this episode, Leadosophy has one idea about you as a leader. Me as a leader. That concept is a human connection, which I said in the intro. I want you to think about those two words, human connection. When I say human connection, what comes to mind? What comes to mind in the workplace? Quite frankly, when you take those two words, human connection, and you set them inside the workspace, human connection, what is that, what is that like? What comes to mind? What images do you see? So for me, it's, it's kind of like a web of interrelatedness. Or maybe it's the image of the brain's wiring and all of its electro, electrical firings. And those signals that are sent back and forth and new connections are strengthened, constantly being forged, and this is a good thing. It's a good thing for the mind. This idea of human connection gives rise to what types of feelings? Maybe it's joy or compassion or gratitude. Maybe those in your personal life come to mind first and foremost before people in the workplace, and that's probably natural. But again, I want to think, think of human connection more specifically as something in the workspace. It's an import in the workspace. It's importance to you as a leader, fostering relationships, social connections, human interactions, making the most of every interaction you have. So Leadosophy thinks that a pivotal leadoff question might be this. Why would we need to recalibrate our concept of leadership? Why would we need to recalibrate our concept of leadership with human connectedness at the center or at the core or as a foundational part or component? And I I can think of a couple reasons. Leadosophy can think of a couple reasons. And my reasons will hopefully stimulate or work as a stimulant. And by stimulant, I mean basic ideas or thoughts or reasons that lead you to generate more ideas 
either building off mine or creating something new. This is the creation of knowledge or the co-creation of knowledge. You take your concept of human connectedness in the workplace. I take my concept of human connectedness in the workplace. And then we merge those ideas and we come up with something new. We synthesize yours and mine into something else, something new. That's part yours, part mine. So it's easy to fall into thoughts and practices of dehumanization or dehumanizing traps of thought, as I call them. This is kind of the first reason why I think it's important to recalibrate our concept of leadership back to the human connection. It's to put a spotlight on this dehumanization that we tend to fall into, this trap. For example, this, this dehumanizing can happen when we are stuck in this vicious cycle of viewing others in the workspace as almost, almost gang-like rivals. Have you seen that? Have you been a part of that? Maybe not specific gang-type rivals, but metaphorically speaking, it's that division or that department or that group of whoever or that office on the East Coast or corporate office versus the offices in the trenches taking all the grenades. How often do we find ourselves sucked into this vortex of tribalism, unable to escape these feelings of otherness? I talk about this concept of otherness. And I know we can't help but seeing the other when we look at someone else. But how do we come back to a connection? How do we replace the feelings of otherness, which is opposed or antagonistic to the feeling of oneness? Otherness might manifest. When you, I think about tribalism and gang-like rivals in the workplace, you versus me, environments of competition, we might get feelings that manifest, such as envy, competition, anxiety, fear, frustration, even anger. And again, hopefully these feelings aren't dominant in the workspace, but now is always a good opportunity, Leadosophy believes, to again recalibrate our focus back on human connectivity, back on how we might actually have more in common than not. Think of that. We actually might have more in common with someone next to us than what we choose to focus on, what we don't have in common. So another side of this dehumanization, and again, it's a little more subtle, maybe not quite as brash, sharp. We can fall into these mechanistic traps of seeing others as manipulative, manipulative, say that five times fast, manipulative pieces on a chessboard. Cogs in the machine or parts of a greater whole as means to some end. Again, kind of looking at other people surrounding us as having mere utility. That's all they they bring something to the table in a transactional fashion. And again, not saying this, there's not good things that come from this. Obviously, we are daily engaged in transactions with other people. We need something from someone. They need something from us. Again, this has been around forever. But I'm I'm saying that I'm saying we today we just kind of cut through that fog for a little while and focus on the human side. Going back to these mechanistic metaphors pieces on a chessboard, cogs in a machine. These metaphors may have their time and place, again, like I said, in developing our concept of leadership and even followership. We, we often talk, I've talked about on the show before, about the parts and, and the whole and how they react to one another, how important they are to the whole. 
right? The whole is greater than the sum of the parts. These metaphors may even work to inspire others to work together. But again, this is not today's focus. Today is strictly about human connection, not pieces or parts or how we can use others to achieve something, X, Y, or Z. So why do you think it is important to recalibrate our concept of leadership around human connectedness, if only for today? Why do you think it's important? I kind of told you why I believe it's important, especially as a leader is concerned. It's, it's bringing the focus back to how we tend to dehumanize others in the workplace, and we are dehumanized in return. And then flipping that around and going back to the human connection. Okay, we realize that we often dehumanize others in the workspace, and I am often dehumanized. How do we focus on the opposite of that? Bringing that oneness that Lidosophy talked about in the beginning, not otherness, but oneness. So the second question I have for a stimulant piece is what benefits come from recalibrating our concept of leadership? especially around this idea of connectedness, I can think of three points and hopefully you can think of more. The first one is rediscovering the human side of the workspace. Again, everyone in the workspace are humans. Everyone is a human. They have goals. They have aspirations, hopes, fears, problems at home, financial challenges, the loss of loved ones occur, the loss of connection even. We've seen this with COVID over the last year and a half. We've lost human connections. That's my first point. Rediscovering gratitude. There's a lot. It's very common today. It's, it's, it's kind of back in the forefront, especially from a psychology standpoint, of refocusing, rediscovering this idea of what it means to be grateful. And again, here, I imagine we are refocusing on being grateful for the human connections around us not just at home, but in the workspace. How much time do we spend in the workspace, elbow to elbow with others? We are grateful for gentle conversations. We are grateful for difficult conversations, quite frankly. And when I think of difficult conversations, I'm not thinking of the ones that you just want to bang your head against the wall. I'm thinking about difficult conversations that challenge assumptions of one another and they foster growth and new knowledge. I think it's being grateful for dialogue, for seeing someone smile when they solve a problem. And quite frankly, for eating lunch with a coworker, where you both laugh at things that have nothing to do with a daily workflow. That's gratitude for me in leadership and in followership. That's being grateful as a leader. And kind of to flip that around as far as leadership gratitude, be grateful that you are in the position to have an influence over human connections. If you are leading a, a large group of people, look at all the influence and impact you can have in a positive fashion. That's gratitude. Being able to make all those connections and sphere of influence that you have, be grateful for that. Be grateful. And lastly, I think reconnecting with someone or establishing a new connection is why this might be important to kind of refocus refocus our concept of leadership on, on what we're talking about today, this idea of human connection. And again, here I envision a human connection that might have fallen dormant or a human connection that is troubled. Now might be a good time to, to re-engage, try a different approach to that, to reestablish that connection with somebody. And again, maybe you had a falling out in the workplace or, you know, maybe you didn't see eye to eye on a, on a project and 
one or both parties maybe took that personal when they should not have. Maybe by maybe a good time to re-engage. Or now might be your best opportunity to establish a new connection in a more meaningful and enriching way. Maybe the next time a new employee shows up, you place your focus first on that person as a human being and not simply as a coworker that can help you get somewhere or achieve some goal or complete some project. Again, as a piece of, of utility. But on the other side, as a fellow human who has purpose, who has emotions, and who has a lifetime's worth of unique experiences that have shaped that person, quite frankly. And you can learn from that person, learn from their experiences, draw upon their experiences, listen to their experiences. All of our experiences shape us and who we are, the good ones and the bad ones. So that's Leadosophy's idea today of kind of recalibrating our concept of leadership. This episode was strictly about revitalizing this idea of humanness and human connection. It was about expressing gratitude for our human connections and the vitality that follows from those connections. In the end, this is very important. In the end, we are all human beings, which implies that we are social animals longing to be connected with other human beings. When it comes to the mind's want of human connectivity, which goes back thousands of years in the, in the mind's wiring, the brain's wiring, when it comes to that, to feel wanted or to feel like one belongs, the mind does not differentiate between home and work, between a cubicle and the living room. The mind is just a mind. It's wired that way. Human connectedness transcends artificial boundaries. Cubicles, fluorescent lights, parking spaces, the office, the home. Human connectivity and the human connection lies at the core of our existence. Leadosophy thinks this concept of human connectivity should serve as the core. We're very near to the core of our concept of leadership. If we lose sight of human connectivity, and this is my final point, if we lose sight of human connectivity then we might just lose sight of how others deserve to be treated, how they want to be treated, how you want to be treated. And again, it doesn't matter if it's at home or in the workspace. That's Leadosophy for today. Remember, Leadosophy is about using the tools of philosophical thought to deepen our understanding of leadership and of life. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Leadosophy. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button and check out leadosophy.com and learn more about Tim's ideas on philosophy and leadership. We'll see you next time.